No, actually, actually, I like sitting out here. It gets the gets the the brain working and on firing on all cylinders, and it keeps the eleven month old asleep. So, oh, that's probably like dual duty. Yeah, gotta get this damn microphone adjusted here. No, I really actually like sitting out here though. It's really nice. Yeah, the weather's starting to get cooler in the evenings, which is fantastic. Oh, it's perfect. The next three months are the best months of the year in Cincinnati, Ohio. There is no debate to be had. Literally like that. I was talking to a, a buddy shoot last night at vo- Amos volleyball practice. And we were talking about going to a football game. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing better than going to like, I, it, it's just something like nostalgic about going to like a high school. We're going to I want turbans games, like a high school football game when like, we're going like late September, like sweatshirt weather. Like there's just nothing that that like that smell, that like crisp air. I'm just uh I'm so excited for it. Definitely an awesome season for multiple reasons, football, weather, et cetera, et cetera. Shall we uh I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, the uh the summer's like dude, I, I was like for a while, I was like, oh I I want to move south. I, like, I want summer all year round. And like, I think as I'm getting older, I'm like, no, I actually like the season change. Yeah. Changes it up. I go back and forth on that myself too. I mean, always growing up, I like the seasons and past few years. It's like, it would be nice if it was kind of pretty warm year round, but then it's like, do I really want this? So yeah, I can relate. Shall we dive on in? Dude, well, let's 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 open this puppy up. What is this episode two thousand and fifty? It feels like it, dude. It, it it you know what? I feel like I get more excited for every single one we do. I mean, it's funny because it's like, well, let's let's open. Let me let me do the opening. Let me open up from my from my backyard. Let me open up real quick. So, welcome to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. Excited to be here, Hayden. Now we're opened up. I was just getting, I was saying that I think it's like no matter what mood I'm in, if I'm tired, if I'm drained, if I'm stressed, like this is, this is fun. Like I enjoy it. I enjoy getting on here and talking and, and getting, uh, getting the oxygen flow into the brain, you know? So. Well, that's what you do. That's what you do best, man. You're, you're a natural speaker. So, uh, this is easy to you. I'm also soon to be sponsored by Budweiser Zero. Nice. Yeah. They reached out. They're like, can you be our spokesperson? I said, you guys are a little too small. But for anybody that doesn't know Budweiser Zero, you guys can laugh all you want. Well, listeners and watchers, who would drink beer without alcohol? Well, I do. And it is – the can looks like a beer. So if you're out and about and you're, like, shy about it or – you're driving what you want to have fun. This could be like a commercial, by the way, Hayden. Um, so shout out to Budweiser, uh, Anheuser-Busch. But it is, it tastes just like a, a Budweiser, but it's got zero alcohol in it. So people might laugh at that. when you're driving. Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. I go pick, whenever I pick them up at the store, I crack one just because, just because I can't. Like, it's just, it's like, it's kind of like that ha-ha kind of thing. So. Amanda always, my wife always geeks about that too. She's like, she's like, 
I get out of the car and I have one. I, and she's just like, drink it and drive again. I'm like, yep, you got it. So do you want to share why you drink those or not really? Like, why would well, you- I quit. Yeah, I'll share it. So I quit drinking um, for our listeners and stuff. I quit cold turkey, quit drinking back in January, January 19th, actually. I, I mean, not to get too into the weeds, but I mean, I was, I was drinking probably along the same lines as like most, a lot of 28, 29 year olds drink, um, a couple times a week, you know, two, three times a week, maybe a little bit more sometimes. And I just was like, I woke up, I want in January, I got, I'd always kind of kicked it around. So like, I wonder how I'll feel. Will I feel healthier? Will I feel more mentally clear? You know, what would my life be like? Cause I couldn't remember the last time I'd gone like an extended period of time without having alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I woke up January 19th. I remember, I always remember. And I, it was the, there was the Bengals playoff game that weekend. And it was like the, I think it was the first playoff game. So uh, we went out to friend's house. So we, I drank, you know, Pretty heavily, re- relatively. I mean, I've got two kids, so not over the top. But I drank five or six beers probably Sunday, Saturday night, and then went to a pool. You know, went to a not pool, but like a parents' house Sunday, and we we had a little like uh, family dinner, drank four or five more beers, and I woke up Monday just feeling like just groggy. It just didn't feel good. I just felt like, and I was like, I don't want to feel like this. Like I need to take a break. So I decided, you know what, like I've, I've thought about it before. I mean, nobody's ever thought to themselves, oh, I want to keep drinking. Usually the thought is, oh, I want to, you know, I want to cut back drinking. Right. And you never, you never going to go, man, I wish I drank more. It's usually like, oh man, I wish I drank less. So it was kind of like that moment. And, uh, you know, Hayden, for you guys that don't know, Hayden doesn't drink. Um, and so having, you know, Hayden, as my, you know, we had just started the podcast, but he, he hasn't drank for years. And another friend of mine, Heath, who's been on here, doesn't drink alcohol. Uh, he he stopped drinking about, I think, two years ago. Uh, he's about our age. And I was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. And so I'm like, uh, going on nine months, nine months in September of no alcohol. And um, I would say, like, super challenging uh, to start off. Definitely. Um, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't drinking enough experience any physical relapse or like withdrawal from it. I think it was more of the habitual thing. So the, hence I started picking up non-alcoholic beers. I don't drink them every night. Um, but you know, they, they get the fix. They, you know, it's kind of part of that habit. You know, I, I'm not grilling and I'm drinking a, an NA versus drinking a real beer. So never felt better. I've lost like 17 pounds. Since I quit drinking. Do you so, think it's all contributed or caused from the, the drinking? What? Do you think the 17 pounds is all because of the alcohol that's been cut out of your diet? I would say it's probably a big part of it. Yeah. I would say like, well, because you got, if you think about it, like, what are you replacing alcohol? Like, alcohol is not always like the main driver of why you gain weight. It's like also slows your metabolism down you're probably eating more food or not worrying as much about what you're eating especially if you're drinking like heavy beers right because uh, i liked ipa so i mean i would think that's a big part of it and again like i've got a lot more energy i never have like nights where um you know since i'm not drinking beers like if i'm tired i'm just tired because i had a long day i'm not tired because i've got a buzz 
you know? So if I want to go work out at nine o'clock at night, I can go work out at nine o'clock at night. You know, I don't, I haven't had two or three beers where I don't want to. So I think, I think there's a correlation between some things. I think I've just had more free time to get more exercise too. Like when you're not drinking, you don't, you're not like, Oh, well I, you know, I had five or six beers. I don't feel like working out. Like you didn't have anything to drink. So you can go to a family party, have a great time. And if you still got energy at night, you go work out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you're not, you know, it's, it's an energy thing too. So I think it's a combination of a few things. Well, congrats on the nine months, by the way. That That's awesome. I think one other thing that I'll add, especially for anyone that's intrigued by this, that may or may not want to take a break from drinking booze or completely cut it out uh, like we've done. Um, but I, I think the, the key point to also pass along is if you want to take a break or again, completely stop, you have to find a new hobby or a habit to replace that time with. And definitely Cole, you're, you're spending probably more time with your, your family. Um, you know, you got time now with the podcast here, you're spending some additional time working out, not to say that you didn't work out before, but you're replacing what I'll refer to as probably not a great habit, an unhealthy habit of drinking probably more alcohol than you should and replacing it with healthier alternatives. So anyone that's kind of questioning, like, how do I go about doing that? I would recommend, hey, what do I want to do with my time if I was not drinking alcohol? Because I had that same question myself. It's like, wow, I'm spending, and I don't remember, but I would guess, I don't know, 25 hours on average a week drinking alcohol. And that's probably pretty, pretty low. It might be even higher than that. It's like, I could be doing so much more with my time and I feel like there's more to give. So again, I'm speaking from the heart or my, my personal story. But again, the, the point being is you probably want to figure out what additional things can you look to spend your time doing. And that will kind of help you ease away from spending time drinking beers out with friends. And that doesn't mean you can't go out with friends, but just recognize that maybe you need to cut out the amount of times that you're going out to like a bar situation. Cause sometimes you need to fully remove yourself from those environments, um, to make it a little bit easier as you transition into that, uh, that drink free zone or whatever the hell no, you want to do. I would say, I would say like, I mean, dude, that's awesome advice, Hayden. I would say, definitely finding a new habit or finding in something that you can fill that time with. I mean, cause a lot of the times I think as human beings, I mean, drinking's out of boredom. Like I would, I mean, for me, I'd find myself going, man, I'm just gonna drink a few beers. Cause I'm like, I'm sitting at the house and I'm bored. So, you know, I, I drink a few beers, get a buzz and watch a couple hours of TV versus going and working out or going for a walk or, you know, doing some research or reading a book. I mean, and I'm not saying everybody does. I'm just saying like replacing that time was, that was super hard for me at first. Like I was so used to like, you know, a few times a week, if I had a long day, you know, oh, I'm going to go crack a few beers. Like it's been a long day. Like I'm ready to have a beer. And so like, I, that was like part of like my routine, right? Like, I, I've had a long day. I'm going to crack a beer. And that's part of like a lot of our routines. Yeah. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. But if you're going to quit or if you're going to take a big break, like you got to be cognizant of like those triggers and another piece of advice then we can kind of move on. Um, I mean, I, I could go and get into the weeds with this, Aiden, because it's definitely changed my life for the better. 
Um, but one of the other things that I, I experienced that I think a lot of people were scared to, I don't know if scared is the right word or hesitant. Like a lot of people kick the idea around like, Oh, you know, what would life be like if I didn't drink, but they never go through with it. So my advice, anybody that's like thought about it or, or my comments, anybody that's thought about it or considered not drinking or taking a break is like, do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. You don't need to explain yourself. You don't need to justify why or why you're why you're why why you are not drinking. It is none of anybody's business other than why you're doing it for yourself. And don't be don't feel like ashamed or or let it get to your head because I think one of the things I've learned from this whole experience. I mean, you learn a lot about your friendships, your relationships, um, yourself when you make a big life change like that. And I have not let the the, the um, lack of alcohol stop me from doing things I want to do. I've just had to approach them differently. And I think that's another piece of advice I give uh, and to anybody that's like considering it or even thinking about it is don't let that be a crutch. Don't, don't let that, oh, I don't drink now, so I can't do this. You can still go and have fun without alcohol and you can still go and, and maybe your activities switch up a bit. Maybe you do uh, different things and you shift where you're spending your time. But, you know, there's a lot of things you can go do and still have just as good of a time, even if you're not drinking or partaking. And your fr- if you have true friends, they're not going to give a shit. They're not going to care. All of my friends are still my friends. They all they all invite me out. I go to, I've gone to bachelor parties. I've done. I've gone to bars. I've gone to weddings. I've gone to concerts. None of them care. They're like, okay, you want a beer? No, great, fantastic, whatever. They move on with life. So, just some uh, some of my experience. I know that's not the same for everybody, but I would say uh, do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. I love that message, Cole. I'm glad that you passed that along as well. I mean, one last thing that I'll add is it's just unfortunate that. And it's going to sound like you and I are probably up here on our high horse virtue signaling. We're not trying to come off that way. Like we both drank. We, we drank a lot in previous lives. We just choose not to do that these days. But for anyone that is contemplating like a change, like go out and do that. Like don't be afraid as Cole was recommending. And as I was sharing, like try to find like how am I going to replace all that new time that I'm going to have where I won't be drinking um, with some healthier hobbit, healthier habits, not hobbits. Um, but what I was going to say is it's just unfortunate that a lot of society kind of, they do judge people when you're typically making that smarter and healthier choice of not drinking. Like people are like, wait, why aren't you drinking? It's like, I don't, I mean, you can give whatever answer you want to give, but it's like, I just choose not to drink because I think that's what's best for me. But like, again, you do get people that judge you and it's like, it's just, it's funny because it's like, that is probably the smarter and healthier thing to do. But you know, if you choose to partake in an unhealthy habit, like that is seen as the norm, which is just so fucked up. Dude, it's, it's ass backwards. Yeah, It's ass backwards, especially like, again, and I know we're, we're, we're going to rabbit hole, but like when I quit and anybody that does it, that goes and decides to take a break or like. Yeah, I mean, quit, break. Like, I always tell people when they say, well, are you ever going to drink again? I don't know. Like, not for right now. I'm definitely not. You know, for not for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. One day, my, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe be on it. If I've gotten to where I want to get to, mm-hmm. if I've gotten to the point where I feel like, okay, A, it's not going to impact my life in a negative way. And B, 
you know, it, I, I can, you know, for me, I can, I handle it. Right. Can I handle doing it for certain things? Like right now, unhealthy habit, you cut it out. But I, I think it was super interesting. I, I started noticing how much of everything revolves around drinking when I first quit. That was another thing. Like thinking about doing it. That is tough because you, you, when you're not doing it and you're used to all drinking as much as you know, I was, and, and, and as long as I was, Dude, you start seeing it everywhere, like everywhere. You notice it so much more. And I mean, every TV show you watch, every movie, I mean, it could be a PG movie and the parents are all drinking liquor around a, you know, like having a glass of bourbon in their hand is a normal thing. Like that's in every TV show anybody ever watches, right? Glass of bourbon or going to bar for a beer. It's everywhere, everywhere. Like it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's neither here nor there. I don't know if it's bad or, or not, but. I think, it, I think it's bad. It's eye-opening, too. Dude, yeah. it's eye-opening. It's like, no wonder we have an alcohol problem in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, no wonder. Because literally every every movie, every show, like, there's a big underlying theme of drinking in it. I mean, it's... Totally. It's pop, it's pop culture. It's, it's mainstream. I, I think the other thing that I'd add is a lot of people probably consume more alcohol than they should because they're trying to numb some type of emotion or pain. I don't know that as a true fact, but I'm pretty sure that's a a pretty safe statement to make. Um, People don't have a strong like purpose or why like in their life, or again, they're, they're dealing with something. So they just resort to alcohol because it's the easy choice. I mean, I know that I did that uh, for a little while and I, I think that can be a shared feeling for a lot of people, but enough with this talk. I, I think it's good though, that we shared some, some insight there. I know you open things up with your, your NA and we kind of went down a rabbit hole, but I'm glad we kind of shared some stuff around that. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to make one last comment. We'll move yeah, on. Yeah. And I think this is super cool. I started doing some research a while back. Uh, Cause I've had my struggles. I mean, I've had my struggles, my times where I want to drink. And I, I started doing some research on like, I just typed in like celebrities that don't drink and like, it's the list of Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt, the list goes on. I mean, Cole Hazenfield. (laughs) Yeah. But my my point is, is like, you start looking at like top, like top CEOs and high performing individuals. And it's like, maybe there's, maybe there's something to it, you know? So Here's the thought. I think there is. Yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's dive into some of these other uh, topics that we were uh, discussing offline. I know uh, the big one here over the past uh, week or so is the news around the student loan debt forgiveness. I don't know if that's what it's officially being coined as, but you get the point there. I, I think a lot of people um, have hot takes on both sides. Um, it sounds like the Biden administration is, I, I don't know if it's official yet. I, I'd have to do a little bit more research, but again, just that topic itself, like student loan debt forgiveness, definitely want to kind of hit both sides of the pros and cons. And, you know, from like a, a pro standpoint, I think one, it might level the playing field a little bit for some of the and this I want to caveat is not necessarily 
my stance. It may or may not be. I'm kind of taking some talking points from BritannicaProCon.org. Um, there's some notes here in front of me. But uh, I, I think it could maybe help with some of the uh, racial inequality um, in the United States. Again, um, I don't know all of the data points around that, but I, I think there might be some inequality that's going on uh, in the racial classes uh, in the United States. The other thing is it might help kind of jumpstart the economy. I don't know if I really agree with that, but again, I'm just trying to give uh, some light into where some people's heads are for why it might be a benefit to society or the United States. Um, and then ultimately that could help, you know, people start up additional businesses, start families, buy homes. Again, that's the broader picture with jumpstarting the economy. So I'll kind of just leave it at those two big things. Again, well, so I, go- I want to dig into one of those yeah, right, right now. Do it. Like the racial part of it. Like, like, what do you, like, what, what is that? See, from where, how I understand this is the, this it's, I don't understand how, the, who, like, and I know that's a point you just grabbed from like some, like some, some, uh, that resource you mentioned, like, how does that apply to this? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm just taking this verbatim and I would need to do a little bit more research, but it sounds like according to, again, Britannica, B-R-I-T-A-N-N-I-C-A, procon.org, for anyone that wants to fact check or head to this source, it says black college students borrow more than their white counterparts due to family income, generational wealth, parental education, and the types of colleges they've attended. So student loan debt. That makes sense. Yeah. It's disproportionately that, hurt them. No, that, I mean, I like the, now you connect the dots. I mean, that, make, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, my big problem with this, so I'm going to throw, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the devil's advocate or the, I'm going to play the bad guy for a minute. Do it. Um, and I don't mind it. I mean, this is part. I, I I kind of I agree with all. I'm usually I'm, I usually think, see things from both sides. But I was talking to somebody that uh, kind of actually one of my coworkers at work about this, and the only problem I have with it, like I get it, like it's good. It's good for, like you said, like I'm totally on board with the rate. I, that's a real thing. Racial inequality is, and it makes it makes a lot of sense, right? Um, you know, people of of, of color. At, to some extent might be probably borrowing more money than, you know, their white counterparts to go to college because their parents haven't saved up or they came from right, for like, numerous or, reasons. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. So that makes sense, right? You're, they're borrowing a hundred thousand versus somebody else borrowing 20,000. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the problem I have I kind of with it in general is that where's all this money really going to, so the 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 money is actually going back to the organizations. So really, the problem is, and this is where I think the root of the problem is, is that colleges are charging way too much fucking money to go there. That's what I think the problem is. I think the problem is that in the first place, it starts with like you want to go get a four year degree, great, hundred thousand dollars, like you know, minimum. Let's just call it minimum, right? That's a lot of money, dude. People. Student kids are going into debt over their head to get a four-year degree where they might not even be able to get a job. And they're just spending the next 25 years paying this back. And it's just like, dude, 
you got all these all these professors and all the research and all the tenure and all this bullshit. Okay, like what do you guys? I, I, it's just, I think that whole system in general is fucked up if I'm giving my honest opinion. And so like, I don't have a problem with the forgiveness part of it for the people that need it. Right. I I don't have a problem with that. That's awesome. That's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, that's fantastic. If you can take the burden off of students and let them get like, but the money's just going to those organizations who are going to turn around pay their teachers. And I have no problem with teachers being paid well either. Don't get me wrong. Teachers and faculty and stuff. I'm not saying that, but they're going to turn back around and, and, and guess what they're going to do the next two or three years. They're going to raise their price. They're going to raise their tuition even more, right? They're going to go, okay, thanks for doing that. Put this money in our pocket. Let's pay ourselves a little bit more. And we're going to go raise our, our, our rates because of inflation is what they're all going to say. Well, inflation that, I mean, it's just, it's horseshit is what it is. Yeah. You and I aren't economic majors here. I mean, there's there's a lot to really unpack with this particular topic, but what we wanted to do was kind of just scratch the surface. I mean, I'll share a little bit more of my personal opinions here too. I, I would agree with most of what you, you said there. I, I think the big question that I have is if there is this concept of forgiving student loans, who the heck is ultimately on the hook for paying that i mean that money just doesn't quote unquote disappear and i'm pretty sure that's just your average taxpayers that still kind of foot the bill so mm-hmm. again there there's always going to be pros and cons to anything whether it's this specific topic that we're talking about and i think it also kind of promotes an unhealthy expectation of, and this might be a little bit of a hot take and hopefully this doesn't get clipped out of context, but it might promote like further entitlement or privilege. As you were saying, like all these kids nowadays, like they're, they're willing to take out however much money they need to take out to get their college degree and they think that that college degree is going to get them such a high paying job. Now there's definitely correlations to that depending on what field of study you're in and it definitely does help, but it's not for everyone. And unfortunately, the system as you mentioned is a little bit outdated. Let's use business for example because you and I that's our, you know, our main area of expertise. That's kind of how we've made our careers up to this point. Like if you're going to school for like a business degree, I would be careful about how much money I'm taking out because I don't know how good that ROI is. I mean, look, you're a prime example. I know you're just a sample size of one, but you don't have a college degree. Correct me if I'm wrong there. And no, you're, do- you're doing just, just fine. And some of these big companies are recognizing that now as well. I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but it's all related. Like Google, I don't think requires a college degree anymore for at least some of their positions. So like you really have to ask yourself, is college the right move for me? And it's not just that question. It's what am I trying to do with my career? And that might be a big and scary question to ask. And and that's all right, because not everyone's going to always know. But if you are kind of getting into maybe that business side of things, like you might want to be careful with how much money you're trying to take out with student loans, because it might not be quite worth it. Like it's all right to go to community college. I took community college courses. I saved 
thousands of dollars doing that for a semester. I mean, there's plenty of solutions out there. And that's kind of what I just wanted to highlight is don't get caught up in this big marketing. I'm not going to call it a scam, but this, this marketing campaign of you got to go and get your college degree. You got to go take out a hundred thousand plus dollars in debt or whatever it is. And that's going to be your golden ticket to a perfect career or a high paying six figure paying job. I think there was a study that I recently saw and unfortunately I'm blanking on where it came from, but I think it said that 52% of kids that are like 17 and 18 right now, by the time they're 25, they think they're going to be millionaires. And part of that's probably attributed to getting like a college degree and, you know, making tons of money. It's like, that's not going to be a reality for a lot of people. Will it happen for some? Certainly. There's, there's always those uh, high performers and high achieving individuals, but that doesn't happen to everyone. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people buy into this unrealistic expectation of, oh, my college degree is going to be my golden ticket forward. So enough with my well, high horse think, on that. No, I, and I think uh, one of the things that I stuck out to me as you were talking about the degree aspect of it is the is that is that specific bubble, that bubble of thought, which is, Oh, my degree is why. Mm -hmm. And what I think people forget is like, you don't go to college. And this is where I wish if I could go back, which I'm not going to, but if I could go tell my younger, my 20 year old version of me, right? 21 year old, 19, 20, 21, 18 year old, you know, those four or five years, if I go back and give them some advice, I'd say, listen a little bit more. You know, I wouldn't say finish. I wouldn't say you need to finish. I would say make sure you pay attention in those classes a little bit more because what you're really there for is the information. Like, and you can get information from anywhere, but if you're going to spend time in school, the number one thing you can take away, I think more than that degree is if you get the, if you get, if you get in the right classes, you pay attention, you have good professors and you pull that information and you can use that. I mean, set yourself up for success because there's some stuff that I, I would have been like, you know, this is a waste of my time. But, you know, looking back on it, maybe I, I would have told myself, listen a little bit more. You know, that that Excel that Excel class that you were taking, you probably should have paid attention a little bit more in that. Now, you can teach yourself that on YouTube these days and, or Udemy, but there, uh, there are some things that, you know, I think we all get stuck in the, you know, I just want to get the degree, that bubble, and that's what I'm going to use. It's like, no, dude, get the information. Like, the information... The knowledge is way more dangerous than your stupid piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, the the point to hit home on too, as we've both been describing here, is just let's say the average tuition hour is like $3,000 or $5,000. Like, do you really need to be spending $5,000 using your example of like learning the ins and the outs of Excel? Or do you go out to YouTube and kind of carve out one hour a day for six weeks? I know... That just depends on personalities for some people that might have trouble staying focused and motivated on their own. But for the people that do understand that that is a path, like that might be so much smarter, more efficient, and more cost effective than blowing all this money to go have a professor read out of a textbook or walk you through an online thing when you can go out and kind of find it yourself. Again, there's so many avenues to take. It's just recognizing like which one is right for you and just have an open mind. College, I think isn't necessarily for everyone, especially if you're in certain fields and there's tons of money to be made out there 
in like the trades as well. I don't want to overlook that. Like you can make a killing being an electrician, a plumber, like look at COVID over the past two years. Like whenever there was an issue, like it took forever to get someone to come out to my house. If I needed something with my HVAC system, or if I had an issue, uh, with, with my plumbing and those guys make very good money and women too. It doesn't matter if you're male, female, but, uh, yeah. Right on brother. Right on. (laughs) Well, I know we wanted to uh, talk uh, another topic as well, but I know it's getting pretty late, and I think we should save that for for next time around. But definitely think it's important just to reiterate, you know, education is extremely important, and it's going to mean a little bit different to each person. How you go about learning is going to be different. I know Cole and I had some stances on whether or not college is right, Again, it just depends. We did kind of share our opinions and thoughts, but don't fully interpret that as college is a waste of time and money. We're not completely saying that. It really just depends. And I remember a professor that would always kind of add that caveat to a lot of things, and it just annoyed me. But now it fully is rec- it's 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 fully setting into my mind where. There's a lot of things in life where it just like the answer is it depends. Like you got to know the context of the situation. And that can be frustrating because people want black and white answers. Yes or no. Um, so I say we wrap things up here, Cole, because we, we definitely yeah, got a little deep into uh, the alcohol or not drinking and then the the education slash uh, tuition forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, and I want to uh, I want to let everybody know that's listening, watching that. um you guys are probably going to see us uh, doing some blasts on our new merch we've got on our site. So we have uh, merchandise that we think is really cool. It's unscripted merchandise. It's hats, T-shirts, phone case. Not a whole lot of items right now, uh, but we are running a campaign. We are planning to donate 100% of the proceeds of the profits from the merchandise we do sell over the next couple months to a local charity. Um, so we, that is yet to be determined, but we are really excited to, with all the feedback we've get, gotten and please share with friends, family, uh, coworkers, grab a shirt, grab a t-shirt, grab a phone case, throw it on there. Uh, 100% of the proceeds will be going to a local charity. Um, we have a couple we have been talking about, but we would really like to kind of just give that back to the community and, and see it make an impact. So check out our website, www.unscriptedexchanges.com. If there is something that you don't see on there that you would like us to add, please give feedback. Uh, We are, we've got a small selection right now. We'll we'll continue to add to it. And again, the merchandise is, is really here to be a, uh, a funnel for us to give back right now to the community uh, and to a a local charity or organization that can really use the, the money. Is that an ad read for unscripted? Yeah, it was. It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anyone that's uh, wanting to continue to support us, please check out the website like Cole mentioned. We got some cool merch uh, being dropped here soon. Uh, Cool. So thank you all for tuning in to another awesome episode. We really appreciate your time and your support. Uh, We will talk to you guys on the next episode. God bless. God bless, guys.